You're listening to Frontlines, a podcast for the people that truly make mountain biking happen. Not the riders, racers, or product designers, but the builders, advocates, and the often forgotten board members of your local mountain bike trail association. We've discussed the topic of IMBA on this show a number of times. As before, it's important to recognize that during this episode, when we're referring to IMBA, my guest and I are referring to the U.S. version of IMBA. All other IMBAs, including IMBA Canada, IMBA Europe, IMBA Argentina, and IMBA UK, simply license the IMBA name from IMBA US. It's no secret that IMBA has faced many challenges over the last year and a bit. They've lost a major sponsor in Subaru. And that forced them to lay off a number of employees. And many have been quick to judge the decisions, which I have no doubt that those decisions were challenging and hard to make. But lots has happened over the last year, including a complete overhaul of the chapter program with the launch of the brand new IMBA local program. And that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm your host, Brent Hillier, and this is episode 34 of Frontlines. Just a reminder that you can support the show by visiting the Frontlines Book Club. Just go to frontlinesmtb.com and click on the Book Club page. For more details, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Now on with our discussion. My guest is Anthony Duncan. He's the IMBA Local Program Manager and Chapter Liaison. Prior to that, he was the Mid-Atlantic Region Director. And prior to that, Anthony served four years as the chapter president for Sorba Tri-Cities in Northeast Tennessee. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brent. Thanks for having me. So on December 14th, uh, IMBA announced its new chapter program called IMBA Local. And what was the reason uh, IMBA decided to change up the chapter program going into 2018? There were a variety of reasons that that we've introduced this new program. So in the past, we've had the chapter program, and it was successful to an extent, but just like, you know, like any program that any not-for-profit organization has, that program should evolve to fit the current landscape, the current capabilities, and, and the, the, you know, the current demand for, for what happens within that program. And so for about eight years, the chapter program never really evolved, and it didn't, and it didn't evolve in a way it didn't evolve in a way that was um, that was really useful to a lot of people. So it just it just became a little bit stagnant. And so over the years, we heard from chapters what they wanted out of the program, what they expected out of the program, and what uh, and what we could do to make it better. And so last year, with the you know with, with Subaru leaving as a sponsor of EMBA, it kind of put us in that position to rethink the program, how we deliver resources, how we, how we help uh, build capacity for organizations. So it put us in a position that we could really kind of think outside of the box of saying, this is the program that exists and what can we do to, to work within those parameters, but kind of shift that program into something a little more innovative and a little more, um, you know, a, a little more beneficial to everybody using all of that feedback that we've gotten over the years from, from chapters. 
The biggest change seems to be with membership. And so let's start with how these changes are going to look from a, from a chapter level. Membership is that, is, that is a big change for the new program. So one of the things that we really want to do, so previously membership with the chapter program with EMBA was it was a dual membership. So if you joined your local chapter, then you also became a member of EMBA. And so you could also become just a member of EMBA. And so what we saw is there was, there was kind of a, a, a slight disconnect between uh, a lot of folks and their local backyard grassroots organizations. And so what we wanted to do was come up with a program that really uh, focused more on connecting those local folks to organizations within, within their communities. And so what we've done is we said, okay, instead of EMBA relying so much on membership dollars for their bottom line, we can come up with other ways. We can come up with other sources of funding through our development team so that we're not using memberships as a main, as, as a main line item in, in revenue from year to year. And so, you know, as our, as our new development team start, started working on those, uh, on those other options, we were able to step back and say, okay, if we're going to connect those local folks to their organizations, then they should become members of their local organizations. So with that, we decided that EMBA maybe doesn't do memberships anymore. Maybe we don't have members. Maybe we just have donors or supporters. And so the belonging for the member belongs to their local organization. And so we've come up, uh, our marketing team has come up with a plan through EMBA Local that would, that would work through the process of connecting folks who don't necessarily have a local organization. They've come up with a pipeline to connect those folks to those local organizations. And so EMBA's involvement in that membership process is going to be, so we, we currently have a membership management system. So we've got this huge database of, of members and contacts. And so we're going to continue to utilize that database. But what we're going to do is we're going to actually just charge a processing fee for those memberships. So my local chapter, if I join, traditionally if I join at $100, my local chapter got $50. And then EMBO would get $50 because it was a shared membership. And so now the way that's going to look is if I join my local chapter at $100, EMBO is going to charge $15 to process that membership. And the other 85 is going to go to that local organization. What we expect from that, so for, for a long time, we've heard from chapters that they want to change that revenue share model. They want to get it to 50-50 or you know, shift more in their direction. Well, this new model shifts, you know, all of it in their direction. So now their their messaging to their local constituency and their potential members is going to be that all the proceeds from membership now go to your local organization. We're just going to charge a flat rate processing fee to process those memberships. Awesome. Wow. As far as the, the membership for the, the clubs, are they then setting the cost of minimum membership then? No, so we don't have the capabilities for all of the organizations to set their own membership levels, but it is something that we're discussing. So we still set the membership level. But one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that chapters and organizations want to set their own membership levels a lot of times is that they want to have the ability to lower the barrier of entry to be a member of their organization. You know, the barrier now is $39. You pay your $39, you're a member of your local organization. 
And so what we, what we hear is not necessarily that they want to set their own membership levels, but they want to lower that barrier of entry. They want to make it easier for folks to engage with them monetarily. And so what we're introducing with the new website and this new membership process is the option to, instead of having to pay one lump sum for your membership, you can now give monthly. So you can get a basic membership to your local organization and pay as little as $5 a month for that membership. So that $5 will just reprocess every month for the next 12 months. So that lowers the initial barrier of entry for folks that want to join their local organization that don't necessarily want to shell out $39, $50, $100 all in one fell swoop. We're providing an option for folks to come in uh, without a huge commitment, without actually having to lower the actual cost of a membership. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I spoke with uh, with Bruce Schroeder out in Bend, Oregon about their new kind of monthly membership that they're doing. So it's awesome to kind of be able to see that uh, translate over to to Imba chapters as well. Because I think I think it's a great a great solution. I mean, we we pay Netflix a monthly fee. Uh, it seems to be the way the world is going. Is just you know a monthly membership for anything from from razor blades to underwear now. So why not <laughs> a monthly rate for your your Imba membership, right? Exactly. Exactly. So with the, the database, um, do chapters have access to that database? Like if, if you're managing the transactions, you're managing the, the member registration, are chapters able to kind of pull those emails and pull the demographic information from who their club members are? Yeah. So they'll still have, they'll still have the access that they've always had to our membership database system. And so with the new website, we're also providing a new chapter leader dashboard. So we've heard in the past that the membership management system that we use is, is hard to, you know, it's hard to navigate. You've got to do all these, all these different things to search for what you want. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pre-build a lot of those searches into the chapter leader dashboard. So when a chapter leader logs into Amber's website, they'll go to their account and then they'll have a button there that says, see your chapter's dashboard. So when they go to this dashboard, it's going to have quarterly membership reports. So it's going to tell you, you know, how many members joined last quarter, what the average dollar amount was that they joined at. You know, it's going to have all that information. So they don't necessarily have to go in and do like put in all that criteria for those searches every single time. And so they, but if they want to go into the Civi database and interact with it the way they traditionally have, they will still be able to do that if, if they want, you know, depending on what data they want and all that. And so, and the way, and, and to kind of go back and talk about the membership. So this is probably a good segue into the different levels that are, that are involved in the program. So we have basically, I'm calling it four levels, which really there's, there's kind of three. So we have the chapter level, we have a co-branded affiliate, we have a white labeled affiliate, and we have a supporting organization. Some of the big differences of those are, so chapter level program, folks who engage in the program at the chapter level, they're basically going to get, they're going to check all the boxes of resources that they can get from EMBA. So that includes access to the volunteer management app that we, that we have. They get access to all of our learning management system software. They get all of our membership retention and uh, membership acquisition and retention services. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna send out all the email reminders for folks to join to to renew. They're going to be able to get those members are gonna get premium fulfillment, so they're gonna get their free socks at a certain level. They're gonna get 
you know, they're going to get other incentives at different levels that they join, just like they traditionally have. We've partnered with a company called Cycle Off HQ, which is, uh, which basically is kind of like a travelocity for mountain bikers. So local organizations can partner with, uh, with other companies or, or partners in, within their community to participate in that. And there's a revenue share model built into that as well. Um, so they're going to get a premium membership to that for free. And, you know, there's, there's a whole host of things that they're going to get. So the co-branded affiliate is basically an organization that wants to utilize our membership and retention services, still want to be branded as Zimba. They're still going to get access to all the membership drives, um, the dig in campaign. They're going to be able to get access to all that, but they're going to have the option of buying into the volunteer services app and the option to buy into the learning management system app. But they're going to be they're going to pay a, a bit higher price for that. So for chapters for the educational services, it'll be two hundred and fifty dollars a year for the uh, for the volunteer management app software. It's going to be two hundred dollars a year. So the co-branded affiliates. Uh, they're going to have the option to buy into those two services, so the education and the, and the volunteer. And the reason we charge for those is because that's a cost that that's something that we pay for too. So we're just able to provide a much lower cost. We we bought into it at an enterprise level, so we're able to offer it to folks much cheaper than if they were going to go get it on their own. So if you bought both of those services through the chapter program, it'd be four four hundred and fifty dollars a year. If you're a co-branded affiliate for the education services, it would be three hundred and fifty dollars a year, and for the for the uh, volunteer management app, it would be $250 a year. But the co-branded affiliate is still going to get access to all of the membership acquisition and retention stuff that we have. White label affiliates are going to be organizations that may just want us to process their memberships. So they don't necessarily want our brand on everything. Maybe they don't want people to know that they're affiliated with EMBA. There's a host of reasons someone may choose to be the uh, white label affiliate. So the white label affiliates, they're going to have to do all of their own membership acquisition and retention. So they'll be in charge of sending out email reminders that their membership is up and all that, because if we send it out, it's going to be EMBA branded. And so they will also have access to the education services and the volunteer management app, but they're going to charge a higher fee. So the education services for white label affiliates will be $500 per year and volunteer management app will be $300 per year. And then you have the supporting organization, which is an organization that doesn't necessarily do membership. Maybe all they want is to manage their volunteers. So we can provide the, the volunteer management tracking app to them at a, at a rate of $500. So, you know, they may, they may just want a couple of things from us, but not necessarily want the whole shebang. So those are kind of the four levels that we have within the program. So a real a la carte kind of model. What's replacing the regional director program? The region director model that came with the chapter program was mostly subsidized in a way by membership and the Subaru sponsorship. Without those two things, you know, how do we deliver some of those professional resources to organizations that need it on the ground? And so traditionally with the chapter program and with the region directors, what we heard was that, you know, there were a lot of chapters that used region directors pretty extensively. There were some chapters that didn't use region directors at all. Some were saying, you know, if I'm not using that, then why do I pay for it? And so with this new program, we said, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. If you're not using it, why do you pay for it? And so now what we've been able to do is 
we've pulled, um, you know, we've pulled our experts together in each department. So traditionally chapters got a region director, which was kind of the jack of all trades. But we all had our strengths, we all had our weaknesses, but you got your region director. So now what you're able to do is since we're putting more money back into the pockets of organizations that participate, since we're not taking 50%, 60% of their revenue and we're, and we're giving it back to them, now if they want somebody to show up on the ground to do a strategic plan or to do a fundraising plan or to help with a, a, a forest service management plan, you know, if they, if they need a heavy hitter on the ground, now they can actually just contract that out. So they're not necessarily every membership paying for something that they're not using. If they want to use, if they want somebody on the ground, they have access to that person. But, you know, we're, we're going to charge them a fee for it. So now they're only getting what they pay for. You know, they're paying for only what they need or what they want. So, you know, now they have just, they just have a, a larger set of options than they had before. How is this service going to look? Like what would a club do to, to get some of that outside help from MBA HQ? So there, there are two ways that clubs will be able to get those professional services. So we'll have, you know, we'll have the the EMBA line, the phone number that folks can call, and they'll and they'll talk to somebody, and we'll get all their information and you know understand what their needs are, and then we'll put them in in touch with the with the person at EMBA who would deal with that. So let's say they need a, uh, you know, they need a strategic plan. They, they're in a position to where they want to plan their next five years. So they want some goals. They want some strategies. You know, they want a document that, that basically outlines what their next five years is going to look like. So they would get in touch with me, and then I would basically determine what their needs are, you know, how many days they would need me to be on the ground, what my travel expenses are, all of that. And then I would basically generate a, a proposal to them to say, here's what it would cost you to have someone on the ground to do this work uh, with you. So government relations would be the same way. If you, if you had a, um, a land management plan that you were working on with the Forest Service or the BLM and you needed, you know, you needed Eric Melson or, or someone from our government relations team to come out and help you with that, then we would put you in touch with, with the government relations team and then they would provide a proposal to you to say, this is what it's going to cost to get someone out there. I, I do want to dig into to kind of one more of those add-ons, which which is the the Imba University. But before before that, I just want to quickly ask: Are there any plans, or or is there an option for clubs to be able to add on uh, insurance? Is this something that Imba is exploring? That's something that we're always looking at. We're always trying to you know figure out a way to do that. We haven't found an affordable way to do that just yet. But you know we're we're always looking at those at that option for for insurance. But right now we we just don't have an answer for that because the insurance world is just you know it's it's unpredictable. It's you know it's hard to understand for a lot of people. It's hard to understand for me for sure. Um, but we don't have a solution for insurance just yet. But you know we're always looking at it and trying to find ways that we can that we can make it easier for clubs. We just don't we we don't have the uh, we don't have an IMBA insurance policy that we can that we can put folks under right now. So then let's dig into that IMBA university a, a bit more. Who's going to run these programs and, and will we see perhaps experts from outside of the, the IMBA organization be included in this? Absolutely. So what we want to do with, with this IMBA university is it's, it's, it's going to have several tiers to it. So we're going to have some content that, that you can just go in and do on your own. So 
you know, how-to videos, some presentations, you know, some resources that folks will need every day that they could utilize. Another thing that we're going to have in that is we're going to have learning tracks. So think of, you know, think of school where, you know, if, if you can't go, you can't take algebra three until you take algebra one and two, right? So we're going to have learning tracks where you can take courses so that you can under, you know, better understand things. So let's say it's trail building, for instance, you know, you don't want somebody that doesn't understand the, you know, the key elements of sustainable trails to be out there with a machine building trails. So we understand that there are things that you need to know before you can do certain things. And so what we're going to provide are learning tracks so that you can start kind of a fundamentals course. And then that will move on to the next level course, a more intermediate course where, you know, you'll start to dive into more detail and dive into more complex concepts or ideas related to that topic all the way up until, you know, you, you, you're basically into the, into the expert level courses of a particular topic. It could be fundraising, it could be government relations, it could be, you know, club governance, it could be, you know, a variety of things. So we have all the departments within EMBA right now going through all of the content that we have because we've got 30 years of knowledge that is either tucked away somewhere, you know, it's hard to find for chapter leaders, or it's in, you know, in the brains of the folks who, who work in the or- within the organization. This is a way to kind of pull all of that information out and distribute it in a way that, that folks understand and that they can, they can actually feel like they're learning something. The, uh, the third part of that learning management system is going to be webinars. So what we're going to be able to do with those webinars is provide one-off opportunities for, for IMBA, for experts within IMBA. So it could be fundraising. You know, uh, Patrick Kell may want to do a, a fundraising presentation. He can do that as a webinar. So he can either charge for that webinar or he can provide it for free. If there's a charge for it, you know, uh, chapters will have a specific rate. Co-branded affiliates will have their rate. And then white label affiliates will have their rate. And then everybody else will have a different rate if they want to join that webinar. Another thing that we want to do is we want to partner with other organizations and other partners so that they can provide information as well. So that could be, that could be webinars with the Forest Service or webinars with uh, American Trails, webinars with People for Bikes. You know, really work with our other partners to bring them in so that they can provide some of these educational materials as well. So, you know, we're throwing a broad net out there as far as learning goes, so that we can provide as much knowledge as possible to the folks that want to know about mountain biking, want to know about how to improve mountain biking, and, you know, make their communities uh, better all around. So with the the regional directors, we kind of saw these IMBA-defined geographic regions, and, and is there kind of something that's going to be replacing this, and, and what are we going to see to kind of bring that those geographic areas together and connect those local groups that are nearby each other together? Yeah, tra- traditionally those regions were kind of arbitrary. I don't, I don't know how they came up with the lines that they came up with, but, you know, we, we had, I don't know, seven to nine regions at any given time, and uh, each region got their own region director. I was, the, I was the Atlantic region director, and so I had, I had nine states and 31 chapters. So if you can imagine trying to keep up with the, the, you know, the landscape of mountain biking in nine different states with 31 different groups, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. 
And so we never really came up with a good mechanism to address statewide issues. So we could do it to an extent, but, you know, we, we weren't able to really tackle them at the level that we really wanted to or that mountain bikers within any particular state wanted to. With this new EMBA model, this new EMBA local program model, uh, we're able to provide some incentives for states or regions that want to better organize. The incentives that we have are, one is if you're part of a region, then instead of processing your membership at $15 per member per year, we're going to change that to $12 per member per year. So we're going to give you a $3 per member discount on all of the memberships that come through. Another thing that we're going to do is we're going to charge kind of a collective flat fee for the education services and the volunteer management app. That way, the more organizations that you have participating in your region, the less everybody pays for those services. That's one of the incentives that we have for folks to be part of a region. To be a region, we do have some minimum requirements. Those requirements are, you know, at least six organizations participating in the Imbo Local Program should be part of the region. We want those organizations to have some sort of formal written agreement that kind of defines that they all have a relationship and that they agree to work together. Uh, we want them to hold quarterly meetings or calls. Uh, we want them to establish some goals for their region or state, and we want them to designate a role within that uh, regional leadership organization that would be a liaison to myself and also a liaison to uh, Ernie Rodriguez, who is uh, the, basically the EMBA local chapter representative on EMBA's board. And so with these regions, we're going to provide opportunities. So I'm going to be holding calls also with these regional leadership councils so that I can better understand the program, how it's working for, for organizations within their region, and how we can improve it. And then also what we're going to do is those folks are also going to be in touch with Ernie Rodriguez, who is on EMBA's board, so that we can better collect some of the information and some of the recommendations and some of the challenges out in the field and deliver those to EMBA's board. So that's, that's Ernie's role um, on the board, is to, is to help me organize the collective consciousness of, of mountain bikers out in the, out in, around the country you know, to, we can better manage the feedback that comes from the field through this process. What we expect is that once these groups organize at a, at a state or region level, you know, right now, the majority of states, the organizations that exist within those states, they're not necessarily talking to each other. So they don't know what's, they don't, they don't know what's going on with their neighbor. You know, they, they deal with their, their local municipality, their county, and maybe their local state park or their local district of the Forest Service. But generally what happens is things happen at the state level or at a region level that sometimes they're not a part of, or someone may have one idea about how it should work. Another, another mountain biking group may have another idea about how those things work. And so what we want to do is bring everybody to the table so that we can come up, so that we can have that one collective voice and that one collective representation at the state level for mountain bikers. And like I said, you know, traditionally we haven't been set up that way and we never really had that mechanism to drive that type of organization. But now we actually, you know, we've worked that into the model to say, you know, how can we bring these folks to the table and how can we give them the resources that they need 
in order to address some of the challenges that they face within their states. So something that I've heard from a lot of board members out there within the frontlines community and, and even beyond, and, and you kind of touched on this a, a little bit with this new groupings, but will there be a system or an opportunity for chapters to provide input and potentially influence IMBA policy? Yes. Uh, we, so that, that's, the, that's the process I was talking about with Ernie. So Ernie, Ernie Rodriguez with the Mid-Atlantic Off-Road Enthusiast, he's on IMBA's board. And he is, uh, I don't know what the official uh, kind of title that he has is on the board, but, but he's basically the chapter representative on the board. What he and I are tasked with, uh, mainly him, <laughs> what, what we're tasked with is, you know, a lot of times the information that, that needs to get up to the board isn't organized. We don't have a very good way to gather that information. And so what Ernie and I are going to do is we're going to provide opportunities for regional leadership councils and, you know, those movers and shakers uh, of mountain biking in a particular state to, to engage with Ernie so that Ernie can, can put all of these concerns, these challenges, these issues into a digestible format to take back to the board so that they can address these issues. And what we want to, you know, what we want to do is give mountain bikers a voice in how the whole system operates, because right now we don't necessarily have a way to do that. We had the chapter Congress at, um, at the world summit. And, you know, we got some good things out of the chapter Congress Some good things came out of it, but I don't think it really addressed what folks wanted to address within that, within that structure. And so now with Imba local and Ernie being the chapter representative on the board, we now have a way to do that. We just have to, we have to come up with the best way to, to manage it without it, without it just being 200 voices coming at us, you know, how can they, how can those folks address, major issues that exist within their state or their regions, you know, how does that apply to national policy? How does that apply to how we run the programming? How does that apply to the mission? So now we can, we can, we can better collect all of that information and take it to the board. That's awesome. I think uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be very excited uh, to hear that. One of the, and I really, I guess the the last piece and, and maybe the biggest piece is, is for existing IMBA chapters, what's the timeline? When will chapters need to transition over to the, the new system? Uh, what can they expect? So low hanging fruit for us would be all of the, all of the organizations that already have a, have a regional structure or are already in the process of creating that regional structure kind of be the phase one of, of who, is in, who is enrolled into the program. It would be nice to have everybody do it at once, but we've only got one financial manager within the organization, and um, she would strangle us all if we did it all at once, <laughs> so we have to help her manage her workload. Um, so we're doing, it in, we're doing it in phases, and we expect to have all of the existing chapters having had made a decision and enrolled into whatever level of the program they choose by the end of third quarter 2018. So right now we have several states who are either already organized at the state level, like Michigan, for example, um, or states who are already in the process and have, you know, taken some of those steps of those requirements that we have. So we're enrolling them first into the program. So they all have, you know, they've all got agreements uh, ready to go. 
and then once we get them taken care of, we're just gonna we're gonna move on to the next phase. So I've you know I've been in touch with a lot of chapters. Some folks are eager to get to get going on it. So I've got you know I've got them marked down to to be phase two. Some folks you know they it didn't matter to them when they when they were enrolled into the program. So we're gonna do it in three phases, and we've already actually started that process. All the Imba chapters that are listening, you will soon have your opportunity to be enrolled into the program. Perfect. Uh, where can folks get more information? So there's information available on Emba.com. So if you go to Emba.com forward slash Emba dash local, um, there's all kinds of information about the program there. Um, there's a link that details what the, uh, what the different levels of engagement are, what those local packages are. Um, there's information on what the regions, uh, what the region concept includes all of the different pieces and parts that exist within that program. So all the services and benefits are listed out there. Um, and there's also an FAQ. So um, if you have some of the more common questions that we get um, are listed in that FAQ. And of course, if anybody has any questions, they can always uh, send me an email at anthony.duncan at imba.com. I'll be sure to include those links uh, in the show notes. Perfect. Well, Anthony, thanks so much for, for taking the time to, to chat with me. I really appreciate this. Thank you, Brent. I, I really appreciate you, uh, you having me on. It's an extremely busy time for Anthony and the team at IMBA as they roll out this new program. So I'm very grateful for him being so generous with his time. Included in the show notes are details to the new IMBA local program and Anthony's email. I've also included a link to Kevin Adams' article on singletracks.com. Kevin is a friend of the podcast and a past contributor. In the show notes, you'll also find links to support the show via PayPal. This program is made possible by listener donations. You can also support the show by purchasing books from Amazon through the Frontlines Book Club. The second selection is The End of Membership as We Know It by Sarah L. Slotik. The book's tagline is almost a summary of what IMBA is doing right now. Building the fortune-flipping, must-have association of the next century. It's a great read and very applicable to any trail organization out there. What's fantastic is you can get a new read and support the podcast through Amazon's affiliate program. Like always, you can find the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FrontlinesMTB. You can stream the podcast from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And if you haven't already, rate the show on any format that you use. It helps others find the show. And you can always send me an email or audio file to frontlinesmtb at gmail.com. Next episode, we'll be hearing from Ernest Rodriguez of the Mid-Atlantic Off-Road Enthusiast. He's now a board member for IMBA and holds the new chapter representation position. We'll be hearing what his new role is all about. Following that, for episode 36, I'll be bringing you my postponed interview with Drew Engelman from Yamaha Bicycles. I'll have a number of other voices on the episode discussing e-bikes and what that means for us as trail associations. And if you want your voice to be included, then you have until February 23rd to send me an audio file. I know at least some of you have an opinion on the topic. Music, as always, is provided by Lee Rosevear, production notes by Jennifer Pride. I'd also like to thank Mountain Equipment Co-op for their support of the podcast. And finally, I'm Bren Hillier. This is Frontlines. Thanks for listening and happy trails.